the year 10,191. In this time, the most precious substance in the universe is the spice melange. The spice extends life. The spice exists on only one planet in the entire universe. The planet is Arrakis, also known as Son, a podcast about you. Hey there, Sandies! Uh, welcome to Sand, a podcast about Dune. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Lance Gilstrap, and I'm here with Molly Moore. Molly, how are you doing? Hey, doing pretty well. You know, doing okay. <laughs> pretty yeah, good. It's okay to. I think it's okay yeah. to acknowledge that the world is burning and we're not. It's not amazing. Right. Well, there you go. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, about the same. It's been a, it's, it's, it's been a struggle, you know, mm-hmm. trying to balance, uh, uh, the worry with moments of relaxation without feeling too mm-hmm. guilty for allowing myself those moments of relaxation. Yeah, well, I started one of the dumbest shows of all time this week. Not to get ahead, I won't talk about this show anymore. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it <laughs> it's called Sweet Magnolias, and it's just about some friends opening a spa. So Ooh boy. that's like the level. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not a reality show, which actually makes it worse. <laughs> um, but yeah, totally. Uh, the world is so so overwhelming right now. But yes. Yes, it is. Watch a doll. Mm-hmm. I did get to swim. Oh, that's so nice. That's so mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Well, was there other people in the pool? Um, no. That's nice. That's good. Yeah. Safe swimming. Yeah. We decided yeah, not to. We, we went to a park uh, last weekend, and there was swimming there, but there was just too many people, and the water seemed kind of dirty anyway, so we didn't end up swimming. Yeah, I've also heard there's lots of snakes there. Yeah, I was very aware of the snakes. <laughs> what do you mean? You saw some? Naomi saw a snake and it freaked me out the rest of the time I was there. Oh, shit. <laughs> what kind of snake? Uh, she barely saw it, but I think it was like a rat snake. Okay. Well, rat snakes look a lot like cotton mouths. Exactly. Water moccasins. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. no, no, that's, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, 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 yep. So, probably smart move. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, you want to you want to jump right in here? Sure. Let's do let's some do movies. some movie talk. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, why don't you start? Okay. Sure. Uh, I will go down the list here. Uh, outside of some a uh, couple of episodes of Sherlock, uh, watched uh, Spider Man Homecoming, Unfriended One and Two, <laughs> Ip Man Two. The Patton Oswalt special, I love everything. Thor Ragnarok. Payback. Den of Thieves. The 36th Chamber of Shaolin. Mother. Return of the Jedi. And Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, and then last night I watched Vast of Night. 
Cool. Um, I guess. Which one of these do I want to talk about? I hated a lot of these, and <laughs> uh, I'll skip out. I'll... Can you name all the ones you hated? Oh, Unfriended one and both Unfriended movies are fucking oh, terrible. Oh come on! I hated them so much. <laughs> They're so bad. All right. Well, I've only seen Unfriended one. Well, we don't have to talk. About well, it. you can ask me about it later if you really want to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Den of Thieves was fun because it is very much the movie Heat if Heat were, like, a really stupid straight-to-video movie. Like, it's uh-huh. ripping off Heat real bad, uh, but it's, like, a dumb version of it, which made it pretty fun. It was, like, an hour too long, but it was still pretty fun, even though it's bad. What's that one about? It's about... A, a heist? Yeah, it's about a heist. It's about a heist, uh, and then, like, the cops that are trying to catch them... And it's got Gerard Butler, and it's got O'Shea Jackson Jr., and I don't remember who else it has. Those are the two, like, those are the two names in it. And the cop is just, like, a terrible, horrible human being. They never make him redeeming in, in any way. He, like, cheats on his wife. His wife, his entire family leaves him. He's an alcoholic. He's abusive. Him and his cop buddies, like, are completely outside of the law, and they're, like, they're operating on this, like, mafia level of, like, abuse. Uh, Why wouldn't they just make them mafia guys? I I know! That would make way more sense. Uh, And they never really, like, give you the satisfaction of, like, well, he gets his comeuppance. So like damn it yeah, why I don't know I don't know it's, <laughs> it's 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 just like the whole like the, I think that's where they should have trimmed an hour out of this movie just like cut him out entirely I just want to see these thieves Yeah do you want to hear my theory about Gerard Butler <laughs> Yeah Okay well this is so I think I just came up with this Gerard Butler is the poor man's Russell Crowe, and Russell Crowe is the poor man's Gerard Butler. <laughs> <laughs> I like that theory. I like I like at least half of that theory. I don't know which half. The Gerard Butler is the poor man's Russell Crowe. Like yeah, Russell Crowe. I would much rather watch in a movie. Although I guess if I'm going to watch a really, really shitty movie, I'd rather see Gerard Butler in it just because it's going to like make me understand like it's okay to watch this as a shitty movie. It's got Gerard Butler. Mm -hmm. So I know what I'm in for. So I do like that. Yeah, sure. I've seen PS. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) He's really bad in that. (laughs) Yeah. I, at first I thought, well, yeah, of course he's um, the poor man's Russell Crowe, but Russell Crowe feels like a psyop for no one. Because <laughs> I don't understand. He's not charming at all on film. Right. I don't think. I don't think he's a good actor. See, the thing is, I think he used to be a good actor. And I think he could still be a good actor. He just picks weird roles. Like, I don't know why he would have insisted on being in Les Mis when he can't sing. Like, I don't know, like, who <laughs> yeah. told him that was a good idea, because he looks... He just, like, not that that's a good movie, but he just stands out so poorly. Yeah. Which, I mean, was kind of okay, I guess, for Javert. Right, because you hate him anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, really, really pitiful for Russell Crowe. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah. what's another one? 
Well, we already talked about Mother and Sleepless in Seattle, but I did both. I love both of those. Those are both great. Oh, you watched Mother, that Mother. Yeah, yeah I watched that Mother. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you love both of them. I love both of them. I love both of them. Uh, I actually want to talk to you about Mother outside of this, but I don't want to spoil anything on the on the podcast. All right, great. That Patton Oswalt special is really good. I really, I, I, I liked it. He's kind of like a little more joyful and I, f- I feel like he feels like his old self again, but he's also not, he's not trying to be as edgy as he used to kind of be. He used to like, he, he wouldn't push being edgy and he'd even like make fun of edgy comics, but he used to be kind of like, you know, mad. Yeah. He'd be something. angry and like yeah. push the envelope a lot and like maybe <laughs> okay. use some language that you know, made you feel uncomfortable. Uh, cunt. <laughs> yeah, maybe you would say cunt. <laughs> he does have an EP that I, of his I own, is called The Two Dumbest Cunts in the World. <laughs> wow, I mean, that's... him going off on two people in his audience. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I really like that one. Uh, cool. What's it called? I love everything. Oh well, yeah, it does sound sweet. He seems like a yeah. He's found a an appreciation for life. Yes. In his social media stuff, which makes sense because yeah, he's gone through some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well. Okay. I I did want to talk to you about Sleepless in Seattle, but. We've already talked about a lot about Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> we can if you want to. Let's start. Okay. Let's uh, talk about Unfriended. Okay, you want to talk about Unfriended? So you only saw the yeah. first one. Yeah. Okay. So why did you hate it? Uh, so the first one's just boring. Mm-hmm. It's it's like I I liked everything until until the scary stuff started happening. Like I liked watching the computer <laughs> stuff. Like I liked mm-hmm. watching them log into a chat room and like talk to their friends and watch videos and stuff i like that uh and then the like ghost stuff happens and you're just like okay this is boring (laughs) like it's it's just so boring it's like the the kills are boring like a guy sticks his hand in a blender like what the lights go out before they get killed there's nothing scary about it the lights go off and then they come back on and the person's gone or like hanging or whatever like it's so boring there's nothing scary about it and you just know the whole time that of course they're going to get killed. <laughs> and they're trying to like add this extra drama of these horrible humans that you don't mm-hmm. like at all. They're like all right. miserable people. So why do I care about her, this girl cheating on her boyfriend and her boyfriend finding out about it? And why do I care that the ghost wants them to find out about it? And why is the ghost so involved in their drama? <laughs> well, I thought it was that like, they like, somehow helped murder their friend they they bullied her they bullied her they bullied her and she killed and she herself. killed herself yeah yeah they bullied her and she killed so herself. wasn't that the ghost that's the ghost yeah yeah well, i get so I, I get why were. the ghost is doing it and i'm on the okay. ghost side like i want yeah. the ghost to kill them but the kills are so boring and so unscary They're, it's just like so uncreative it's just so yeah blah and then i watched the second one and the second one is just the like the dark web version of it and i was like oh good they got rid of the ghost idea because the ghost is stupid so then they have this like th- this that's hacker the whole idea him. how what? 
<laughs> but the that hacker makes it make ridiculous. Yeah. There's a... Why? Oh, I mean, I guess like hackers are scary, but like a ghost can attack them all at once while they watch each other. Yeah, well, that's what the hacker does too. But how? Because he's a hacker and he can do all this stuff. It's dumb. I like it. He like hacks their sprinkler system or something <laughs> and drowns them. <laughs> I mean, it's the same stuff where the lights go off and then the hacker's in their house. Like, so it's the just, hacker is physically there. Yeah, it's so bad. It's it's. <laughs> at first, I was like, "Oh, this is good. They got rid of the stupid ghost internet ghost." And now they're like, now they've got this like dark web thing. That seems scary, but it's like worse than the first one. I have a memory of, of them watching their friend and their friend just like flies across the screen, which seems really, I mean, (laughs) so someone underneath them pushes their little desk chair. Yeah, it's just so stupid, but pretty funny. I mean, it's funny to imagine the actors having to, like, sit in front of this computer screen and capture it. Yeah. Um, and they're just like, whoa! <laughs> I guess it, part of why I hated it was that it made me mad that, like, they had this, like, kind of cool idea that was at first yeah. working, where I was like, oh, I'm, like, actually invested in this interface, and, like, I get like I get that they can make this, like, cheap movie in this way, yeah. and I'm actually interested in it, but then they go, no, it goes nowhere, and it's not interesting or f- or f- fun at all. It's just boring. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of what was fun about Sleepaway Camp because there were so many really gruesome deaths in that one. Yeah. Uh, like a girl – well, I don't actually don't want to go into that one. But <laughs> yeah, that chef, like, gets that whole, like, human-sized pot of water poured on him. Uh-huh, yeah. Or the guy gets trapped in the bathroom and they pour a ton of wasps in there. Mm-hmm, Yeah. Uh, those are all pretty good and really like you can really feel their their deaths happening yeah i like sleep weekend (laughs) yeah it was a pretty crazy movie that ending wow (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally totally Uh, um okay yeah read yours okay so i i did watch the abyss lord of the rings return of the king malcolm x the house in between romeo michelle's high school reunion Get Out, and Booksmart. Well, since we're talking about horror movies, I guess I'll talk about The House in Between, which I was, like, hyped up on. It's a documentary about this house <laughs> that where they, like, supposedly caught real footage of a ghost. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Closing your eyes. <laughs> no, no, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I don't know anything about this. So, it's this house in, like, I think Georgia whatever who cares but it is in between probably a bunch of multiverses that's the theory and the main footage that they have is um this baseball that like if if it's placed on these carpeted stairs it'll roll off sometimes like it'll roll off the stairs that's the footage (laughs) they have and they base a whole movie around this footage it happens a lot of times (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they did. They this is actually and it's also ten years of footage. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's definitely a, I mean, you know, some town ghost enthusiasts are making this video or this movie. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. 
Wait, is this a documentary or like no, a mockumentary? Do- <laughs> Stop. <laughs> if it's a mockumentary, it is very well done. I mean, it was funny. So <laughs> it has all the elements, I think, of like every bad paranormal show. But yeah, I don't know. It had been recommended to me like it was, you know, the real deal. Um, not one of these like ghost hunter shows uh, that are just fake. The end, I'll say, was pretty freaky. They, <laughs> But what kind of ruins it is that... Um, so they've been filming for 10 years. When they're leaving the house, like three things happen at once that they catch on film and one is through the reflection on this uh on this lamp that this guy one of the like town ghost guys catches he like sees in the reflection he zooms in that the door cl- uh, I don't know I don't want to spoil it for anybody who watches <laughs> um <laughs> but the lady is really cool she thinks it's aliens and she's always just like yeah well I saw a beam of light and I know that I'm in danger <laughs> So she hasn't slept in the house. She had a really, really nice accent. Like, I mean that. It was really pleasant to listen to. And, uh, yeah, so it was unclear if it was aliens or if it was a ghost. All the physicists didn't really seem to think it was uh, too too big a deal. But, yeah. Hmm. I'm reading a review that says, it really is an 81-minute-long documentary about a baseball rolling down the <laughs> stairs. Yeah, they're not exaggerating. I thought they were exaggerating then. That's exactly exactly right. I mean, it's amazing how many times you see that baseball. <laughs> but, I mean, how does it roll down the stairs? They tried an air pressurizer to get it to go. Didn't go. They tried clapping. They tried pushing the floor up. Nothing worked except if the ghost, I guess, decided it should move. Or if the parallel universe shifted or something. Right, or the house is not even on. Well, they t- okay. A guy checked the foundation, though. So he was like, he was really excited by the prospect of a ghost. <laughs> he was like, "No, it looks really even. I think you do got something weird here." <laughs> so I don't know. I went in with a really, really open mind, and um, yeah. sounds like it. But you, but you liked it. Sure. 81 minutes isn't too long. I like that shit. Yeah. And I like the people in it. They were nice. Okay, and then Malcolm X was really cool. I hadn't seen it. Spike Lee movie. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, for a biopic, it was very entertaining. Denzel Washington was extremely good. Yeah, I mean, Malcolm X, really rough things happened to him in childhood. Like, his parents... both, I mean, his dad was killed by the Ku Klux Klan, and his mother was uh, went to a mental hospital because of the trauma. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It was kind of interesting, especially you know reading Dune. I don't <laughs> draw too many parallels, but he did go on a Hajj, which we'll talk about today. And the Hajj, okay. uh, so he after he was in prison or when he was in prison, he. Um, joined with the nation of islam the muslim uh, the black muslims Mm -hmm. and um he became really active with them and then he started to uh separate from the movement 
and then went on a hajj and it, in the movie it depicts it really having an effect on him personally about like i guess it kind of solidified his personal views which had been very up in the air up till then and um yeah it was very impactful so yeah definitely recommend have you seen it yeah yeah i saw mm-hmm. Bagel max yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. a really good one really like that one cool well, uh, what did you think of the abyss? <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, it was pretty good. <laughs> Could have been an hour and a half shorter, I think. Oh yeah. Did you do you know if you watched the theatrical or the director? Oh cut? my god, I don't know. It was like over three hours though. Yes. No, it was over yes. three hours. It was insanely long. I maybe I'm maybe I'm making it up, but yeah, I'm just wondering. I'm now I'm wondering if you watched. I know that it's like, I think it's like two and a half hours. I know it's long. I mean, James Cameron. Yeah, movies sure. Are I knew. Long. I kind of knew what I was getting into, but so there's you know there's a part where i felt like okay we're really wrapping up this is a great movie and i checked and there was still an hour and a half left (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't believe it i was like what (laughs) up to then really liked it after that i was a little like okay wrap it up (laughs) oh no it is almost three hours long i don't remember it being that long wow that's really long yeah yeah Yeah, especially since, okay, so what I liked about Underwater was that these sea monsters were really aggressive and mean, and I, like, got really stressed out by them fighting this alien. I mean, they weren't fighting, they were trying to stop the fight with the alien, that was, like, nice. Um, Mm -hmm. so, I think I was too stressed out at the alien, the, like, alien thinking that they were impolite, (laughs) and, um... I don't know why that stressed me out so much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I wanted the alien. I mean, and yeah, it winds up, whatever. I won't go into that. But um, I liked the sub- the whole rig business. It was cool. Yeah. The characters were good. Yeah. Uh, I guess I just wanted, like, more sea danger. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I, I, I thought the effects were really good. And I thought I really like that part where he puts on that high pressure uh-huh. suit to go on the floor walk. And like it's based on like real science. And I just thought it was like, really oh, yeah, cool. I was like a really, really intense. No, it did scene. open up a long conversation between me and my dad about how those suits work. And I mean, a long conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't really thought about it, though. It is insane. Like the technology required. Yeah is uh really interesting nitrous you know Mm-hmm. it's dangerous stuff yeah seems yeah. like it but i think it's telling that you were like the abyss is too long yet you loved malcolm x which is three and yeah, a half hours totally. long well malcolm yeah. x not that, i mean I, yeah I, not that i would say that the abyss is better than malcolm <laughs> i like malcolm x better than the abyss team abyss i want to put that out there <laughs> um yeah no okay what i like what i need from a three hour movie is basically like chapters i needed to feel like they're Mm. we're going through a whole thing if we're just down in a rig for three hours i'm gonna go as crazy as those people did (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't understand at all why it was three hours. I like don't get it. I especially <laughs> didn't care about the guy who like is the threat. Well, shall we get into some Dune, Dune talk? Dune talk, yeah. Dune talk, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, uh-huh. Do you have, do you have some Dune, Dune yeah, terms? Yeah, I have a few Dune terms. Um, they're mostly in relation to, uh, yeah, like what the Reverend Mother Rom- Romola? Romalo uh, was talking about. Uh, so, yeah, they're actually all based in American or human culture. Uh, okay. Okay. I wonder if you. I wonder if you looked up the same stuff. Oh, really? Okay. Well, there's a we'll there's out. a paragraph we'll where she says, "We are the people of Musar." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we looked up the same paragraph. <laughs> I did. I did the same research you did. <laughs> well, perfect. Hey, we can even split up the terms. Yeah. You, you go right, ahead. Yeah, you we go are ahead. the people yeah, of Musar. The old woman rasped. Since our Sunni ancestors fled from Nilot, uh, Nilotic El Aruba. We have known flight and death. The young go on that our people shall not die. Um, so, yeah, those terms aren't in the glossary, right? I don't think so. Um, not, right. Not on their own. Musur is. Musur uh-huh. is, yeah. Um, my, my, sir? Well, I'm saying Musur because I know that's how it's pronounced in Arabic. Um, right. Yeah. And yeah, so uh, it is the Arabic word for Egypt. So it, and also in Arabic, it just means country. It could also mean fortress or castellated, which is a cool word. Um, yeah, which I mean, I guess is like to be castled or to be surrounded by yeah. castle. Um, referring to the natural protective barriers of Egypt. Yeah, so both of those terms refer to uh, maybe the origin of the Zen Sunnis, which are the Fremen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I mean, all of this was really interesting. Uh, the second term, Nalitik al Aruba, likely refers to a location on Old Earth, encompassing the areas of Egypt, mm-hmm. the Nile Valley, and some areas of North Africa and the Middle East. Um, Nilotic is, uh, kind of refers to the Nile Valley and Al... Yeah, it means of the mm-hmm. Nile. And Al Aruba translates literally to Arab city. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I had, I had, uh, initially looked this up because it was the first time that they had, uh, a direct link to Islam mm-hmm. because they, right. like, they literally say Sunni. Like they say, Sunni ancestors, and that led to the Zen Zen Sunni, which is a combination of like Zen Buddhism and Sunni mm-hmm. Islam. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, we looked up the we looked up the <laughs> cool. exact same thing. That's, That's great. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, did you find out anything else? I started to look into the like some of the religion of the Zen Sunni and, and uh, there's like uh, this figure, I think that's actually maybe mentioned in the glossary who's essentially, I don't know if I'm going to find it honestly, because I didn't write it down. 
It's essentially based on on Muhammad. Oh, cool. Yeah. To see the direct line. Yeah, I, I found it interesting. To, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought it was really interesting is the direct line to what they call old earth mm-hmm. and, and a, even a specific like geographic, you know, area of earth to like say exactly where they came mm-hmm. from. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. The thing in the, the thing in uh, that I found for Zinsuni is it says... They were followers of a schismatic sect that broke away from the teachings of Maometh, the so-called Third Muhammad, about 1381 BG. And BG is before Guild. Before Guild. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting. Is the Guild religious? Uh, a religious moment? No, I think, I think the Guild is going to be... I, I didn't look into it, but I'm assuming it's the guild is when they join, like maybe they, they join the guild or the, they create the guild, which means that there's like more space travel, like that, that where oh where it opens yeah. it up and, and people like leave oh. earth and become, you know, yeah. Cool. That's my guess. That's a guess. I didn't dig deep into that. All right. So correct us. Yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we'll, I'm sure people are correcting us out right, right now. <laughs> They're screaming. Well, um which yeah sure okay so uh cool we covered three chapters today Mm -hmm. uh three pretty good chapters yeah solid i mean they were like long so yeah definitely covered a lot um and ending the second book Mm -hmm. so uh with chapter 13 we'll call it we have it starts with uh baron is Talking with the fin rings. <laughs> yeah, the fin rings. The, the lady and Count. Count, count, yeah. That's right. Count Fenring. These two seem like fucking aliens to oh, me. Oh I know. They're creepy. They're so weird. They have that weird humming language yes, the that they hum, 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 hum. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I want to try it's and sound so it out because it is really weird. And so the Baron says pretty quickly in the beginning, he's like fade don't trust a killer who speaks like a rabbit or something like that uh-huh which really creeped me out i was like oh yeah honestly i'm with you baron <laughs> i'm glad that they said that this is an actual language because i just thought that they there's like something wrong with them or <laughs> like he couldn't he was just mumbling the whole time mm-hmm. it's kind of like pig latin almost yeah. Yeah. Well, they have their own language that they could speak to each other in that I think is just the humming of hum, 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 hum. Uh-huh. But they also just kind of talk like that when they're speaking to everybody. Yeah. Right? Well, I think so until he just stopped doing it later when he's talking to the Baron. Right. Maybe just because it would be annoying to have to write that out <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it says... Listening to the man gave Fayed Routh of the feeling his head was being pushed through mush. Because <laughs> I guess he's just like... Num, num, oh, num, num. So I wanted, yeah. <laughs> what? I wanted to... I didn't... I, I, I think we would have run into copyright er- issues if I had done this, but I wanted to play the audiobook from this part because the way they have these oh, characters yeah. talk during these moments is insane how do they do it so uh let me find a good one with lots of mm's. okay oh okay 
So the count spoke to his lady, and this is kind of how they sound. Um, 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 you, um, well, uh, excuse me, idea. Like, they have this crazy alien voice already outside of the ums and uh-huh. ahs. They almost sound like, like, fancy cone heads. Yeah, 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 that's how I can like, imagine them. Like, they're, yeah. like, old with the monocles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Fancy cone heads. Yeah, the language was very strange. They were strange. Yeah. Yeah. So it does open with them talking to Fade and the Baron. Um, right. Mm-hmm. They notice Fade's got kind of a boner for the lady. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she had um, Galadriel vibes a little bit in my head. Okay. Because I had just watched Lord of the Rings, okay. so. Right. Um yeah, he's got a major boner for her, <laughs> which may come in handy. We're not well. Actually, it will definitely come in handy for them. They they clocked that. Yeah, they they yeah they definitely <laughs> they called dibs on that boner. Yeah, they're like okay, mom, mom, mom. <laughs> <laughs> we shall. They're having this uh, gladi gladiatorial event. And they're sitting in, like, a sports box. Right. Mm-hmm. A right. gilded box to watch. Yeah. And then the, so, Fenring, or the Count Fenring, takes the Baron aside to go to this weird node, silent node, where <laughs> no one can listen to what they're saying, uh-huh. which I thought was interesting. I couldn't tell if it was, like, some weird, the way the building's built with these, like, nodes where you can't hear what people are saying if they're in Yeah. Uh, to have a little, like, side combo. Uh, and he kind of, like, tells... He tells... Essentially, like, tells the Baron he shouldn't have... He should kill Thufur. He shouldn't have, like, used Thufur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he mentions that the... That uh, Raban hasn't been uh, very strong towards the Fremen. He says, but your nephew Raban does not appear to be pressing strongly enough toward a solution of the Fremen problem, which I thought was an interesting reveal because the Baron had set him up to be, as we know, muscle-minded tank brain and um, didn't seem to be fulfilling that. And they they argued a lot about how many Fremen there were um, on the planet. And then they start to argue about, like, all the deaths that Bar- the Baron ordered. <laughs> um, and the Count says, yes, there were so many convenient accidents. And, uh, yeah, he kind of confronts him about how many people he killed. And they're, like, threatening each other back and forth. And, yeah, and they, yeah the Count is essentially just, like... Uh kind of threatens him by saying like you know you don't really get to decide who's in charge of arrakis well yeah he says like he says we uh the emperor hasn't approved your heir oh yeah the count had kind of threatened the the baron by saying you know your heir hasn't been chosen yet you don't kind of suggest that you don't get to choose your heir yeah he says that they've found out that there is life on arrakis um by a smuggler like a smuggler's flown mm. a plane over in seen right. green. And that's right. Yeah. 
which I guess probably was Tuik or Tuik's son. But who knows? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, guess there could be many smugglers out there. Um, and yeah, so then the Baron, they're like, the Baron is kind of what has over the count that he could reveal that the Sardaukar were involved and that, um, that would reveal that the Emperor was involved in the killing of Duke Leto. Right. Um, right. But the, they're just kind of like back and forth letting each other know what they have on them. (laughs) Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So then we get to Fade, who's out in the arena. Uh-huh. He's going to fight. He, we, we find out he has this plan that was, it was uh, designed by Thufur. Right. And it's like, where... okay, Thufur already going in yeah. there to. Thufur's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was like, you didn't even need <laughs> to be. Thufur's already flipped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just like, okay, cool, I'm uh, Absolutely. I'm on the Harkonnen side. You don't yeah, want to waste it. this brain. <laughs> He's like, you're wise to put it to use. Like, okay, super. Yeah. Yeah, it was disturbing. Uh, so, yeah, so the, the plan is essentially like, normally they drug the opponent uh, so that it's an easy kill. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they, but the, what they decide to do is not drug the opponent (laughs) so that people will know he's not drugged, but then they implant this like (laughs) mental trigger where Mm. if he says a word, the like muscles seize up. Uh And the idea is that it will just make Fade look like a total badass because they'll be like, that guy wasn't even drugged and he still beat him. (laughs) Like, give me a break. Yeah, I mean, this is a lot to wrap my head around, like, the tradition of this event, mm-hmm. that the audience yeah. is just down with watching this guy murder. And that's what I wanted to know. Yeah. Like, I like because it seems like a pretty, like, fascist world they live in there. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, I wonder if the audience really goes because they want to see this, like, baron's nephew murder a drugged up slave or are they forced to go and they have to pretend like it's cool i think that's probably totally what happens for sure i think you're right like and that's why their real cheers were so impactful to him at the end Mm -hmm. he was like ah let them come um yeah because i'm sure before they're just like politely clapping and like you know, mostly totally disturbed and <laughs> just eating space popcorn. Mm-hmm. They're just like, ah, oh, whatever. Uh, yeah. So. So that was the danger, and then Fade also switched his blades. That was his third, like his own yeah. smarts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to where they're. Because normally he has one blade <laughs> that's pure and one blade that's poison, and he's like. I'll tell you, I'm going to be playing a game of chess here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to poison both the blades. <laughs> yep. Five-dimensional chess. Yeah. Yeah. White for poison, black for purity. 
Well, because he has the Duke's insignia on him. Yeah, he does. And so we do know that he is one of Leto's men. Yeah, and for a second you think, oh, Thufur didn't go through with it. That's great. And then, um, well, no, he totally did. He hypnotized the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, no problem. And Fade did look really cool, so Thufur totally succeeded. Good job. Yeah. Also, right before the fight, when the slave comes out, I keep calling him a slave. Yeah, oh. I know. This is this is a <laughs> yeah. terrible chapter, really. I mean, it was just dark. Yes. Like, they live in a dark yeah, place. Dark. Everybody is really evil, creepy. The traditions are really bad. The fact that Fade is cheating, like, five levels deep, and but starts with a cheat. Like, every game just starts with a cheat. It was so gross. Right. It was, ugh. Yeah. And to, to like... To, to further how like cheating they are mm-hmm. like normally when they first see the gladiator come out and and yep. they notice that he's not drugged the whatever his right hand man or whatever whoever's out there with him is like oh i don't like the look of this he, he looks a little too lucid why don't you let me stick some barbs in him <gasps> As if, like, normally they're like, oh, this looks like too much of a challenge. We'll just go stab him with some barbs before you even start the fight. Like, that's normally how they would do it, even if he was drugged. Oh, my God. And then, yeah. and then the, the like, barbs no, don't even work because he, like, hits them. And they, like, prevent him from stabbing him with the poison blade, right? Right. He, like, well, he to... does end up stabbing him with the barbs. Yeah. He does yeah. end up using them. And, and it makes it pretty clear that, oh, well, he's not given the advantage of having some barbs to swing it <laughs> at fade yeah. like fade just has these barbs and just jabs him with them uh yeah it's pretty rough yeah but the the gladiator gives quite a fight despite all mm-hmm. of this um mm-hmm. yeah and this is where i mean it is kind of funny that both the drugs of arrakis so he was on alaka which turns your skin orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's dyed. He's like been painted orange. Right. Why did they paint him orange <laughs> if they wanted the audience to not think he was drugged? Because I think they want it to be like, they want it to look like it's someone to set him up and that he's still so powerful that he can overcome this setup. Wait. That's, that's what, how I saw oh, it. Oh, so they made it obvious that he was painted Right, because they they even say someone's going to die for this. Like someone's someone's yeah, going to die for mm-hmm. letting him come out not drugged. Yeah, and they're all delighted that that's the only person that's going to be the fall for it. Right. Yeah, and it would have right. been a great. Which they even think, oh yeah, of course Thufir probably duped us because he wouldn't take the fall for it. But he still didn't dupe them. He was like a good little mentat to them. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a good idea that Thufur had. It was just a good idea that he followed through 100%. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, so then the guy, like, Fade does poison him, but then he decides to go ahead and just finish himself off. He kills himself. He drives the blade further into himself yeah. and kills himself without giving him the, like... Satisfaction. Satisfaction yeah. of being toyed with, which Fade likes. He's like... He deserves honor or something after that. I'm like, fuck you. Whatever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Don't honor this guy. You've clearly not honored him. Yeah, it was kind of like when at the beginning he's like, my lady, I would love to dedicate my kill to you today. And she's like, no, don't do that. 
Uh-huh. Why does she? Oh yeah, and then when and then when he does, he does say he wants to do a dedication, and the the Baron's like, oh god, don't say, don't say Fenring, don't, <laughs> yeah, Lady don't say Lady Fenring, <laughs> Lady Fenring. He... Yeah, no, it's to the Baron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says does it to the Baron. Yeah, and yeah. the Baron's like, okay, whatever. So then, I, me thinks the... Fade is more of a muscle-minded tank brain. Oh yeah, he does seem like a muscle. I mean, they all seem like muscle-minded tank. All right, all right. I, this I'll, whole family. I will, perhaps <laughs> overusing it at this point, but <laughs> I do think. So after this, after this fight, yeah, they let every they let people in, and they are having a big like they decide they're going to have a big party. Oh, a uh, set. Yeah, uh, is that in the glossary? I meant to look that oh, up. Oh, I think that's just a word for party, like a it's like a banquet. Okay, yeah. So, Lady Fenring and uh, the Count Fenring have this little, like, secret conversation in their humming language. Yeah, which he just stops doing and just like, hey, by the way, they're, in, they're talking in their hum language now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says they continue, they continue talking like this. That's just what he says, and then we get to read the real words yeah. which, that they're saying. I'm glad, thank you. Yeah, so they have a little combo, which essentially leads to... Her being like, okay, yeah, I'm going to seduce Fade. We have to continue this bloodline that's just part of the Bene Gesserit way. Mm-hmm. And the Count is jealous, but in this weird, like, dry, I'm not really jealous way. Really? You think it's he's so, jealous? It's so weird. Well, okay, yeah, so uh, here, I'll, I'll get to the... Uh, oh, yeah, the, the things we do in the name of humanity, he said... Yours is the easy part, she said. There are some ancient prejudices I overcome, he said. They're quite primordial, oh, you know. okay. Uh-huh. And then he, she says, my poor dear, and pats his cheek. <laughs> you know, this is the only Ew, way to be that sure is that it's so saving creepy. the blind line. <laughs> he spoke in a dry voice. I quite understand what we do. Just like, it just feels like... I quite understand. He's like a little... Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a little jealous, but he's also like, whatever. Mm-hmm. He, I don't think he cares. Yeah, they're quite primordial, you know. Ancient prejudices. I know, this is how, like, guys who read a lot of Tim Ferriss talk. (laughs) 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 Or they're just like, I must overcome my primordial urges. And Yeah. (laughs) The way the Count is talking about the Emperor, they're doing as as many backhanded things as the Baron ever did, really. So, I don't know. Right. It's kind of a rotten empire. I like the little exchange at the end, uh-huh. but we shouldn't waste sorrow over the aristocracy of misfortune. There's a Benny Gesserit saying, she said. <laughs> you have sayings for everything, he protested. <laughs> You'll like this one, she said. It goes, do not count a human dead until you've seen his body. And even then, you can't make a, you can make a mistake. I just like that, like that weird back and forth where he's like, "You have sayings for everything." Like he's just like used to these Benny Gesserit sayings. He protested, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, "Ha, huh, lady." <laughs> Yet again, I thought I was just speaking well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, they've they've pretty much conquered all human relations. They've <laughs> got them down. Yeah. So that was a really creepy chapter. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So then, yeah, the next chapter... We go to Siech Teber. Teber? Teber? I don't know how to pronounce that. Oh, yeah, so speaking of pronunciation, um, Uh (laughs) I was wondering if we could strike a little deal. 
Okay. Okay, because we are in pretty stubborn arguments about two names. So, in particular, I was thinking... I don't feel like they're arguments. They're not arguments. I feel like you have your interpretation. I have my interpretation. Which is totally fine. We we shouldn't ever feel like those are wrong. I agree. I agree. Um, But I wanted to offer an exchange, and that is that I'll start saying kinds if you agree to Chani. Okay, that's fair. Although I will say... Kynes is now dead. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. That's uh <laughs> We're not going to hear a lot about Kynes from going forward. Okay. Um true. No, but I will I agree. No, I agree. I I agree to it. Uh uh it's a deal. I'll say you might have to correct me, but I'll I'll try to say Chani instead of Chaney. I like Chani anyway because Chaney reminds me of Dick yeah, Chaney. Yeah, gross. Chani. Chobani yogurt. <laughs> yeah, Chobani yogurt. <laughs> um, okay, well, fine. If there's another one that comes up, I'll acquiesce. Okay. You have one in the bank. Okay, sounds good. Okay. And I actually like Kinds better, and I think Kinds and Chani sound good together. I agree. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because they're related. Right. Yeah. True. In this chapter, we find out some pretty shocking information. Right. Is... Well, we get to the, we get to the CH. Yes. And and that's when they find out that Kynes is dead. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that Chani, yeah, that Paul finds out that Chani is his daughter. Right. Because he gets there and everyone's like, "Oh, poor Chani, poor Chani." He's like, "Poor Chani." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. He's really uh, like already kind of tied to her. Right. And then they introduce Paul to Hera. Uh huh. Jameis's wife mm-hmm. or ex-wife. This is where we're introduced to the the Fremen's uh, uh, women as property. Side. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. This is where we get to like, oh, okay, so they're not maybe the best <laughs> <No>. <laughs> culture. They don't. Yeah, just rock a hundred percent of the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't figured it all but, out yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the part of the deal of. Uh, Paul Which they haven't mentioned. Jameis. I mean, they've mentioned a lot of things before this. <laughs> yeah. They uh, his water was a really big deal. How he dealt at the funeral was a really big deal. But they didn't. They mm-hmm. didn't seem too concerned with this aspect, which is yeah that uh, Paul will now be basically the caretaker for his wife or yeah ex wife and his two kids. <laughs> Right, right. That he's in charge of her. That's, he's I think in they even say that. Charge of her, yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. I imagine she's like thirty-eight or something. I imagined even younger. I don't know. I mean, like, so they give him the the option. They're like, you can either take her as your. I think they say housemaid. Oh, really? Like helper? What are they? Well, her maybe servant. Housemaid. Servant. Servant, yeah. Okay. Servant or what's the servant. word? Servant. Uh, wife? Or, is it a wife or partner? Uh, they might say wife or woman. They might just say as Oh, yeah. Woman. As woman or servant. Woman or servant. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> and, and she gets offended when he picks servant and she just keeps going, but I'm young. But I'm young. I'm still young. I'm still young. It said I still look as young as I did when I married my first husband, which was two years ago. And not married was kind of 
taken by. Yeah, because he was she was given from her first guy to J- Jameis to Jameis. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Jeff, <laughs> Jeff to Jameis. So one thing that's weird is they gloss over this moment where they essentially tell Paul at any moment he can set her free. Right. And I understand that we later we do find out that that's like kind of frowned upon that that Hera wouldn't have liked that that she because she would have actually felt offended by that. But I don't know that Paul knows that he doesn't even mull it over. Mm-hmm. He just says he's like, no, servant's good, <laughs> servant's good. He goes, I accept her as servant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they give him this long options list. She has a year. She can decide. After that, she can decide if he doesn't pick for her. Uh huh. Right. He's like, nope, I accept her as servant. She's my servant. Yeah, good servant's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Really weird part. Yeah. Yeah. And she stamps her foot in anger and she goes, but I'm young. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the thing. That's the thing to be offended about here. Right. She says uh, it again. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I guess with woman, I maybe she wouldn't have to do. I don't know what the difference is exactly. Maybe that they have sex. <laughs> yeah, it strikes me as that's the difference. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I I don't know. I mean, woman or servant is a confusing designation anyway. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. when I was reading through it, I was like, oh, great. Sounds like she can actually choose. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's just like, no. I like that. That's fine. And then he immediately uses the weirding voice on her. Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot about that. He already has total dominion over her, but he still has to use his little magical power. He says, show me my quarters, Hera. We will discuss your youth another time. (laughs) (laughs) God. This is kind of not a good look for anyone here. (laughs) No. Paul is all of a sudden some, like, Guy in a casino or something. (laughs) (laughs) Just like smoking cigars and spitting. All right. So then we find out that that they're going to have to flee the CH. Yeah. Because the Harkonnens of like they're on their tail. And so they're they're like they're only going to find empty CHs. And then we pass by that school. Oh, yeah. The cluster of children. Paul was, like, really thrown off by the fact that they're still teaching school. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it would be a normal time to teach school. Yeah. Yeah, I I just found that weird. I didn't didn't really get why he thought that was a strange thing. Uh, And it seemed like a pretty, like, normal school. Yeah. I mean, they even had, like, a a pointer. Yeah. (laughs) Like an old-fashioned pointer at a chalkboard, basically. Uh, Speaking of technology, though... We do get the dew collectors. Yeah, these are at the end. Pretty cool. Cause they're like a still suit for plants. Uh huh. Chromoplastic. So is that how you? So yeah, cause I, I couldn't really totally imagine this. So you think that they're covered? The plants are completely held by these dew collectors, and it just sort of sucks the water out. I think. Yeah, I think it essentially just like. Pushes the I I 
I don't know. It's it's actually described here. Let me let me. Yeah, read it I mean this whole. There's a lot of light going on. Each is planted most tenderly in its own pit. The pits are filled with smooth ovals of chromoplastic. Light turns them white. You can see them glistening in the dawn if you look down from a high place. White reflects. But when Old Father Sun departs, the chromoplastic reverts to transparency in the dark. So. Yeah, so I guess it just traps the moisture in, I guess is the idea. Like, during the day, it traps the moisture in. That's just what it seemed like to me. So, yeah, know. it's just like an oval on top of each plant. And they're like in a little pod. Yeah, or the plant grows through it. <laughs> Hand gestures. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the plant goes through yeah. well okay or the or they're like all planted and then there there's like a weird sheet that's over and it yeah yeah that's possible too at any rate it works collects the dew <laughs> yeah i kind of got it from dew collectors and when she started describing it i got really confused <laughs> but i figured oh, okay probably plant uh, collects the dew when the sun right out but right um chromoplastic really i didn't i couldn't get that but i guess that's plant plastic right is it? right is chromo yeah or chromo is light right oh yeah duh yeah <laughs> so uh yeah and then yeah he's asking her why she's not upset about Jameis, and she says she'll wait until until there's a mourning period Right. Um, I can't believe her other husband was named Jeff, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like a CH name. Right. But I'll, I'll accept it. It's fine. Cool. Did you have anything else you wanted to cover in that one? Uh, oh, just that his room was pretty cool. So, like, his yali goes in he lifted the hangings across from her feeling metal fibers in the fabric followed her into a short entranceway and then to a larger room square about six meters to a side thick blue carpets on the floor blue and green fabrics hiding the rock walls glow globes turned to yellow overhead bobbing ahead draped yellow ceiling fabrics so very colorful yeah i'm just surprised i mean that is kind of what's depicted this is breaking the fourth wall but in your picture back there yeah, <laughs> which which we'll get to. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was surprised that there's so much like blue and green and oh yeah, and then the two little boys come out, his sons. Right, <laughs> right, his new sons. <laughs> Paul's new sons. Um, his happy family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they each have knives and they're just uh, kind of standing there. Yeah, they're just kind of staring at him, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Ooh, boy." <laughs> Oh boy, what have I gotten myself into? Uh, yeah. Okay, so now we're on to this pretty major chapter. So those first two chapters have some some weird business, but this one's really cool. This is really cool. This is, yeah, one of my favorite chapters. Totally. When, like, getting ready for the record today, I was, like, reviewing it. I was like, I need to read this, like, four more times to fully, totally. like, absorb this chapter. This is going to be interesting when it comes time to, you know when the movie uh, comes out yeah. i'm just really curious how they're gonna do this what do you think like do you think it'll be like totally psychedelic i hope so that's what i'm hoping yeah yeah hoping it's like real trippy and crazy 
Yeah, because he describes what they see pretty well, too. Right. Yeah, I hope it's... Right, totally. I hope it's totally trippy. And it's not just, like, people in a room. Mm-hmm. Or voiceover, which is what, kind of what... Yeah. A lot of movies would do. So, yeah, this is, uh... This is the one where Jessica drinks the water... Of, of life. life and mm-hmm. trips the fuck out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just straight up, like, a total acid trip. (laughs) Majorly psychedelic. It's cool. Made me want to do drugs yet again. What do you make of this exchange Uh between Stilgar and Jessica? Your son has been summoned from his rest, Syedina. Do you wish him to share in your decision? Could he change my decision? Certainly the air with which you speak comes from your own lungs, but... (laughs) The decision stands. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was a cool back and forth because I liked the phrase, certainly the air with which you speak comes from your own lungs. Right. So I like that too, but the but is what throws right. me off. And I'm wondering if he was about to say like, but no, you're like, Paul is in charge of like, Paul gets to decide for you. Yeah, but Paul's the least on guy. And she's so. like, <laughs> right. That's kind of what I was, like, wondering if he was kind of getting at. But then she just, like, puts her foot down and she says, the decision stands. Yeah, I don't know why he even brought it up. Except Mm -hmm. in a sort of manipulative way to be, like, undermining her decision. Or maybe he was just like, you sure you want to do this? Like, this is a big deal. Yeah, because then after that, she's nervous. So it could be that. I mean, it could also just be, like, major gaslighting. Or not gaslighting, but... (laughs) (laughs) Where he's being suggestive and making her not trust her own self. But probably not. Probably he was just like, you know, this is like a kind of a major moment. Yeah. And then uh, Paul comes flanked by his two small boys. This, mm-hmm. And Stilgar says, the sons of Jamis, who are now the sons of Usul, Stilgar said, they take their escort duty seriously. He ventured a smile at Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did think was kind of cute, but, like, so weird. I don't know. A lot to swallow. Yeah. I guess not um, that big of a deal. Like, it's just that they're going to be associated with him. Right. Yeah. So then the, you know, Reverend Mother uh, has a little back and forth with Jessica. That's where we get that that line about the, that we went over earlier. Mm-hmm. The people of Meiser. Meiser? 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 Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, she drinks the water of life. Yeah, and it's intense. I mean, because she's having, like, classic pre-I've-never-done-this-drug jitters. Right. She's like, what's going to happen? Like, (laughs) I, yeah. What's, yeah, it's weird because once she drinks it, that's when she goes, they've given me a drug. And I'm like, wait, how did you not know that that's what was going on here? (laughs) Like, what did you think you were drinking yeah, she. it's like she had no idea what was going to happen. Which she says later, this was different than uh, other, like the Bene Gesserit way of um, transferring. Right, making she essentially says it's, yeah, she says it's different, but it's also the same. Like, she's like, this. Th- th- these are related. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, the Reverend Mother can't survive another one. And then they also say that if uh, Jessica dies during this, then Chani will take over. Right. right. Yeah. She'll be like kind of trained as the next Sayadina. Yes. 
So yeah, she starts. So she starts to drink it. She takes a little bit, and Chani's like, "A little death is worse than all death," <laughs> which is kind of yeah. intense. And uh, so she like makes her pretty much chug it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's holding it, and she's just like, "Okay, Chani pours another huge gulp down her throat." Yeah, and then I get I'll get a little confused about the order of things here, but that's when she starts to kind of trip out. Uh, yeah, majorly. She starts worrying about her unborn daughter. So basically what happens is she's like astral planing a little bit, right? Right. I mean, the only thing I can compare right. it to is is like yeah, taking acid. Totally. Like that's how, kind of how I see it. But I've also never done like Molly It also reminded like me that, a little so bit of like you know. um, uh, mescaline. Like when she's he starts talking about like the molecules. Oh, yeah. And being able to actually detect the poison, you know, in her body. And she can, like, be like, there's, oh, I can yeah. see the poison molecules. That that part's freaky when she starts seeing, and then she starts seeing, like, she starts yeah. seeing uh, water, like, molecules of water. That would freak me like, out. in her memory. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. probably like ayahuasca. I've never <laughs> taken ayahuasca, but it's probably yes, like ayahuasca. I think so. That's my guess. She doesn't, like, barf her brains out, though. Which... Honestly, she could have. Would have made sense. Right. But in a way, she does. Because <laughs> she, like, <laughs> changes the water. Like, there's a catalyst. Yeah. There's a catalyst that, like, gets pulled from her into the water bag, and which changes right. the chemical, you know, attributes of, of the no, water. No, I think so actually that's exactly what she does. puke back into it. Is she hardcore pukes back into the bag, and then they all drink it? <laughs> <laughs> And they all drink her puke. <laughs> Which is hardcore and cool. They're like, yeah! <laughs> um, and then she sees the Reverend Mother, and she recognizes that the Reverend Mother is a young and laughing spirit. And that's how she really sees herself. Um, and they, like, merge consciousnesses. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, the Re- Reverend Mother kind of joins her consciousness and she is brings with her the consciousness of previous reverend mothers and essentially the history of all humanity which she can just kind of see through <laughs> forever yeah. she sees it as an infinite hallway that she could get lost in but she decides to go to she goes she's like i go down a little but i don't want to get too far cuz i could never maybe i'll never come back and yep. so i've got to like stay a little bit more which in the good present move. which is very much like very much like an acid trip like i've definitely <laughs> been there where it's like Okay, well, I gotta, I I can't I can't get too out here because then forever. I'll like mm-hmm. like freak out. You'll yeah, go down, forever, yeah. You'll open a door and come back. That door will lock. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, um, and they're like, "Whoa, you're pregnant? That is dangerous." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Why <laughs> did you tell us? us? Why didn't she tell them? Tell well, yeah." Well, no, I guess I get it, because what if they were like, okay, well, never mind, you can't take this drug. Get out of here, you couple of bums. She dis- But she's able to, like, somehow protect her daughter with by focusing on just, like, her love for her daughter and trying not to spread too much fear of her own yeah. fear into And what I thought daughter. was cool was, like, the Reverend Mother turns old again, and then she, like, coaches her through mm-hmm. it. It's quite beautiful, really. She's like, okay, here's what you're going to yeah. do. You're going to calm down. You just have to be here. It's all right. You're going to make it. Yeah. 
It's lovely. Gives her some orange slices. Uh huh. <laughs> a little damp washcloth. Some chill music. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> some lavender oil, and she keeps saying that she has like all these moats. Which do you think was like a moat around a cat, like a a water moat? No, a moat. A moat is like something you would see, like flo- like a like a piece floating in your in your vision, oh. like a piece of dust might be a moat. Because it's spelt it's spelt differently than like a moat around yeah. a castle. Because I I had to look it up because that's what I was hearing when I listened to the audiobook. So I had to like look it in the look it up in the book and it's spelled M O T E and that's like a particle floating. It's like any like cool air yeah that's very druggy if it's like a little piece and then you zoom into that (laughs) yeah (laughs) and all of a sudden you're like landed on planet whatever little particle um yeah the reverend mother says i've been a a long time waiting for you here is my life and then she gives her everything i wish that could happen more that would be really convenient (laughs) (laughs) Just passing on wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much easier. Yeah, it's like the romantic version of what we think should we should be like as a society, yeah. where like we we can accept the wisdom of our elders, mm-hmm. like learn from what they've learned from, <laughs> but instead we just call them boomers and shut them out. <laughs> yeah, or we remain really fucking stupid our entire lives well, and never gain ex- any that's wisdom. That's exactly what happens. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> There's, like, feels like no wisdom to even pass on sometimes. They start, like, talking about how, like, she's mingled the waters and let the change come to all. Mm-hmm. That the people may partake and share in the blessing. She's barfed. <laughs> yeah, she's puked into the into the thing. I have met the the Reverend Mother Romalo. Mm-hmm. She's gone, but she remains. Let her memory be honored in the right. Now, where did I get those words, Jessica wondered. Which is cool. It just means, like, this, like... Memory is just a part of her now. This uh-huh. wisdom is just like a part of her now. And that's when she says, let them have their orgy, which is just, th- that's, that's the first time that it's been, what's going to happen next has been referred to as an orgy, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like they weren't, no one was like, so yeah, you take the water and they're all going to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned nothing to her ahead of time. Right. Nothing. Right. Zero percent. Not, you're going to absorb every soul of a reverend mother through all of time right oh the other cool thing i have to say is that maybe not cool but she sees sort of the how like how many different planets the fremen have lived on Mm, what is mm -hmm. that word it's like uh i'm not gonna remember it but it's like yeah if they're it kind of reminded me of how like the history of jewish people like where there is no land. So I thought that was interesting that he like kind of borrowed that um, history of always traveling and only being connected through religion. And right. Like, and yeah, they talk about like mm-hmm. being on the run, like right. they, they're just always been on the run. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But yeah. So yeah. So now we had no, no warning that this orgy was going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> And all of a sudden, Jessica finds herself saying, let them have their orgy, (laughs) which at that point, I wonder if I'd be like, maybe I don't have the memory in there. Like, (laughs) is that real? (laughs) Or am I just, do I just want them to have, I don't, I don't know. Well, so I, at first I was like, maybe she was just like, she's just, you know, calling it an orgy and she's like, 
okay, fine, let them do what they're going to do. And she's, like, kind of shitting on it by calling it an orgy. But I went to this, like, the Dune Wikipedia, and it just called a spice orgy. <laughs> yeah, no, they all took this drug and I'm sure had an amazing time. Like, yeah, they all started tripping. Yeah, they started tripping. Oh, and then she says, Ah, oh, you've a mind filled with interesting things. So many things I'd never imagined. Just sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The old mother, mother says that to her. Uh-huh. I didn't realize it until, like, just today that the, um, the scene in Matrix Reloaded mm-hmm. is a hundred percent a spice orgy and it's taken from this book like there's no question <laughs> really what do you mean have you se- have you seen matrix uh-uh. reloaded so i looked it up to make sure that other people felt the same way do they agree yeah some people agreed <laughs> oh, wow i remember I remember you used to dance. It's it's a long scene, so I'll kind of click towards the some to the orgy part. Yeah, to like the big orgy part. I mean, you get the idea. Oh, yeah, they're all naked and <laughs> yeah. having sex. <laughs> yeah. But it's um, like in a cave. It's in a cave. Totally. They're drugged like, out. There's music playing. They're playing drums and they're all fucking and dancing. Do you think there was music playing? Or the maybe the music plays in their own head? Yeah, maybe so. They probably can't, they probably can't play music real loud because they, oh, yeah, they the would stay hidden. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the worms too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then Chani and Paul have, like, a major... I mean, if this was LSD, like, Jessica was on acid, but they definitely feel like they're on Molly. Um, Just the way they're, like, so locked into each other and Mm -hmm. really emotionally open. Sharing visions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She, like, sees herself with a child. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, well, because at first Paul's like, oh, this is going to make me see time without space again, and <laughs> I'm not ready. But then Chani kind of takes him away. She's like being his drug guide. Right, yeah. I yeah, will she kind of leads yeah. him through his drug fog. What were you going to say? That Paul um, definitely gets a boner here, I think, which is fine. He should get, he probably should get one. I don't Do you know. think he... You think it describes him getting a boner? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, th- so I think it's, so it says the mixture of whipcord and softness he felt beneath her robe stirred his blood. Oh, yeah. That's totally. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, they also fuck at, at the end of this chapter. <laughs> yeah. You think? I mean. Yes. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. I'm no longer afraid, Usul. Look at me. I see what you see when you hold me thus. What do you see? He demanded. I see us giving love to each other in a time of quiet before, be, between storms. It's what we were meant to do. Uh, That's right. The tender indignities yeah. of physical love. 
You're the strong one, Chani, he muttered. Stay with me. <laughs> oh, I yeah, mean, they're having sex. Never mind. Yeah, they're, right. gonna, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're fully having sex. Yeah, they're going to have yeah. sex. Yeah, sweet. I mean, teens in a cave? Teens in a cave on like, drugs? You know, yeah, on drugs. <laughs> exactly. Like drugs that your parents are cool with? Like, Yeah, have sanctioned. Your mother just became like the reverend mother. Your, uh, yeah. Yeah. She even said, like, she even looked at him and said that it's okay to take the drug. Like, he was like, is this okay? And she was like, yeah, take it. You may drink it. (laughs) Um, They're whispering to each other. They're just, they're saying, I've seen you in my past. I see you in my future. You are my safe haven in the storm. Yeah, it's a lot of sweet sweetness. I mean, she's like shaking. She's scared. And he says, you cannot back into the future. Yeah, I like that line. Yeah. Cannot back into the future. And then Chani is like, again, like helping him emotionally. Usul, you're crying. Usul, my strength. Do you give moisture to the dead? To who's dead? He says, to one's not yet dead, to which she replies, then let them have their time of life. Wow. Which is cool. Very cool. Just, yeah. They're not dead. Why, why are you, what are you worried about? Let, yeah. them, let them live their life. They're not let there yet. Don't cry for them yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then he cool. exclaims, Sieha! Or wait, Sahaya! After he like, after she says that, he's like, Sahaya! <laughs> <laughs> Which. Why? Because he's just so pumped on that idea. He's like, fuck yeah, like they should live their lives. The world is painful enough. Let's, you know, fucking have sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's also like, he's like, that's. Because Sahaya is like the the coming of water and like the like the the coming of Eden or whatever. Uh-huh. I wonder if that's like a reference to coming. Right. Like, well, once you said coming of water, I was like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think that are um, are they like having? I don't think they're having sex yet. No, I don't think he's think like exclaiming. Yeah. 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 I think it no, happens I think, afterwards. I think he meant that more as just. Uh, it was a true exclamation of agreement. Oh gosh, and I thought this was so cute that he like sees the future and he sees all the times that she's given him comfort and bad times. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Yeah, that's sweet. All right. Cool. Cool, cool. So that brings us to book three. So we are going to read the first four chapters Chapters four's Irlan quote starts with control the coinage and the courts. So read up to and including that chapter. Sweet. Do we have a, do you want to sign off? Uh-huh. Okay. So I think that simple enough, we should just uh, do a good Sahaya. I thought you were going to say that. Okay. Is that, uh, yeah. No, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> okay. it's good. Three, two, one, Sahaya. Uh-huh. Okay. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Three, Three, two, two one. one. No, we're both counting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You I'm count. All... Okay, I'll count. You count. Okay. Three, two, one. Sahaya. It's close enough. I thought that was perfect. That's yeah, as that's good. good as it's ever been. I agree. I agree right. with that. I agree with that. <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. It's just got to cut to music. <laughs> <laughs>